Is it recreation or just recreation? That, I think, is a good summertime question to reflect on in mid-July. Summer, after all, is a time for recreating. It's a time when many of us go on vacation. We certainly relax and socialize a lot more than we do at other times of the year. At least most of us do. Now, the difference between the words recreation and recreation is very small. Just one little hyphen between the E and the C of recreation. But the two concepts, my brothers and sisters, are definitely not the same. Many people recreate, and not just during the summer months, but far fewer people actually recreate when they recreate. Hopefully you can follow that. I looked up the word recreation the other day, and the very first definition I came across read as follows. Activity done for enjoyment when one is not working. I suppose for the benefit of the young people here present, we should add, or when one is not going to school. Recreation, on the other hand, is defined very differently. The very first definition of recreation I came across consisted of three simple words. Three simple words which speak volumes. To create anew. To recreate means to create anew. So what's the difference between recreation and recreation? Well, I suppose you could say it's the difference between doing something that's enjoyable and rewarding and doing something that's enjoyable and rewarding and that renews you spiritually and brings you closer to God. There is a spiritual dimension to recreation that's not present in mere recreation. Thus, it shouldn't surprise us that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, was into both. He was a man of both recreation and recreation. In this regard, the Bible tells us that he very often, as the old saying goes, got away from it all. Or at least he tried to. Sometimes he went alone. For example, in Luke 5.16 it says that, and here I quote, he often retired to deserted places and prayed. End of quote. At other times he took his disciples along with him. We see that in today's gospel story. These apostles had just spent some time preaching and teaching and healing and casting out demons in Jesus' name. And they were understandably tired. They were exhausted. They needed some R&R. They needed a mini-vacation to get recharged and re-energized both spiritually and emotionally and physically. And Jesus realized that. So he said to them, come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. Now, in this particular instance, it really didn't go very well. Their mini-vacation ended up being over almost before it began. Sometimes that happens, right? Most of us have been on vacations that have been cut short, unfortunately, for one reason or another. 
But I'm sure that the time, the little time they did have together, was put to good use. In all likelihood, it wasn't all small talk and social time. Since Jesus was in charge, I'm sure they all prayed together. And I'm sure they spent some time sharing about their experiences of preaching and teaching and healing and exercising demons in Jesus' name. They used the little time they had for both recreation and recreation. I mentioned this this morning because, as I indicated a few moments ago, many people recreate during the summer months every year. But many of those very same people fail to recreate when they recreate. And sadly, that includes a lot of Catholics. I am always amazed, for example, at how many Catholics do not go to Sunday Mass when they're away on summer vacation. Father Ray, how do you know that? I hear their confessions afterward. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And I'm talking here about Catholics who are in church every other Sunday, and even on holy days, as they should be. When I was a lay person, 26 plus years ago now, and I went away, that was the very first thing I checked when I arrived at the hotel. I said to the person at the front desk, can you tell me, where's the nearest Catholic church? Then I said, where's the nearest gym? <laughs> but first things first, first was the church. And that was before cell phones and computers, personal computers. Now all I'd have to do is log in, go online, do a quick, quick web search, and find out the information that way. Which, of course, I don't, because now I can say my own Mass in the hotel room. <laughs> whenever I want. It's one of those perks of being a priest. Have Mass, will travel. My point here is that if we're into recreation and not just recreation, we should make Mass our first priority whenever we're away on vacation. And we should say grace at our family meals, as we always should, with perhaps an extra prayer or two beforehand, because we have a little extra time. You know, one of the benefits some people experience when they're on summer vacation is that they get to do something with the other members of their family that they don't often do with them at other times of the year. Namely, eat. Because we all have all these responsibilities, because we're all into these many activities, especially the young people, there are many families, sad to say, who rarely sit down during the course of the year to have a meal together. But they do eat together when they're away on summer vacation because nobody has anywhere to go. Well, let me suggest something to you for your family vacation meals, which is something you can do during the rest of the year as well on those rare occasions when you're all together. And dads, if possible, this is something that you should orchestrate as the spiritual heads of your family. Before you start eating, ask each person at the table to say one intention that they want to pray for. 
Just one. It could be for themselves, could be for a friend, could be for a situation at school or work, whatever. And dads and moms, you should do this as well. Everybody at the table should. Then say, one Our Father, one Hail Mary, and one Glory Be, for those needs, followed by grace. Now, that whole experience will take, at most, five minutes. But it will be beneficial to your family in many ways. First of all, it will give your family the opportunity to focus on God and to engage in some spiritual recreation in the middle of all your family vacation recreation. And secondly, it will provide you dads and moms with some subject matter for your dinner conversation that night with your children. John, you mentioned in your intention that your friend's dad just got diagnosed with cancer. How's he doing? Does he need any help? Is there something that we can do for him? And thirdly, engaging in this activity will help you parents to know at least some of what's going on in your children's lives. And that's always a good thing. See, their intentions will reveal some important details of their day-to-day -day experience, and that will help you to help them as parents more effectively. Let me close my homily this morning by expressing my own personal prayer intention for this meal. Mass is a sacred meal, is it not? It's a sacrifice and also a sacred meal. We gather for it together as God's spiritual family, and I am the spiritual father of this parish. So as the father at the meal, I will express my intention right now. I would like to pray this morning for the 50 teenagers from our community who are right now attending the Steubenville East High School Youth Conference at URI at the Ryan Center. I was there most of the weekend. I'm running on almost empty right now. I got in last night at 11.30. It's a powerful weekend. It's draining, especially for us adults, but it is awesome. Believe me, it is awesome. This is an annual gathering, for those who aren't familiar with it, of about 3,000 teenagers from all over the Northeast. And what's nice about our group this year is that it's made up of young people from all the parishes in the area. We have young people with us this weekend from Immaculate and St. Clair's and St. Michael's. We have a, a relatively large group of young people from St. Mike's. And you know, you people who are from that parish, you've had a lot of bad news over the last few months. Let me tell you some good news. Those young people from your community who are with us this weekend, they are top-notch. I was really impressed by them for the last couple of days. You can be very proud of them. They impressed me, and I do not impress easily, believe me. These conferences are extremely popular. There are 17 of them this summer throughout the country. They've become so popular because they work. You know, I'm a practical guy. I like stuff that works. These conferences convert young people 
in a way that I've never seen in any other context. The music is awesome, it's loud. I lost some of my hearing this weekend, I'm sure of that. The talks are powerful, they hit these young people right where they're at, they deal with issues relative to teens in their daily lives, and these young people have fun at the same time. It's an experience of recreation, and for many, perhaps most, it's also a lasting experience of recreation. They come back different. They come back transformed. They have a new perspective on God, on faith, on the church, on the sacraments, on themselves, on their friendships, on their relationships, and on life in general. I pray that all of our young people, all 50 of them, will be changed in this way. And I pray that the change will last.